And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And they were all, everybody say all, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. The all there referencing about 120 people that were in the upper room waiting and uh, also praying and seeking God uh, at the instruction of Jesus. Uh, he said, go tarry in Jerusalem till you're endued with power from on high. He said, go uh, until you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, right? So he gave them that instruction, and they obeyed. It's amazing what happens when people obey Jesus' instruction. It's a world changer when you obey Jesus' instruction. It's a life changer when you obey Jesus' instruction. It, it changes your life, and it changes other people's lives because your obedience affects others as well as your own. And so they did that. They did what Jesus said, and they waited in the presence of God and, and prayed and sought the Lord. And as they were praying, uh, the Holy Spirit fell on all those uh, that were there, and they received the Holy Spirit. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they then began to speak in other tongues. Other tongues, meaning other than their own native language or whatever that may be. Some people may speak, uh, you know four, five, six languages, and uh, actually uh, Mary Angela is one of those. She's originally uh, from Italy, and she's Italian, and so in Europe, uh, most people speak more than one language because the countries are so close together, and, and uh, so they interact in a lot of ways, and so uh, a lot of people speak a lot of languages, or at least a number of languages uh, in Europe. So... Uh, and actually, Mary Angela has told me at times when I was praying in the Holy Spirit what I said in the language that she knew. Uh, she understood what I was saying because she knew the language that I was speaking. I didn't know the language, but she knew it. So naturally, she knew it, but supernaturally, I spoke it. And naturally, she understood it because naturally, she understood the language. So then... Uh, as a believer, when you get filled with the Holy Spirit, then you can speak in other tongues other than your native language, your known tongue. So it is a supernatural utterance. It is a supernatural way that you can talk to God or you can praise God or you can bless God is through speaking with other tongues. And all of them that were in the upper room, the, about 120, were filled with the Holy Spirit, and they all spoke with other tongues. So we shared last week that the initial sign of being filled with the Holy Spirit is that you speak with other tongues. And so let's go now to 1 Corinthians, and this is some of Paul's instructions uh, to the church. Now, Jesus told them to go tarry in Jerusalem until they're endued with power, or they receive or feel with the Holy Spirit. Now, Paul is instructing the church about uh, speaking with other tongues and other things as well. Uh, the use of uh, tongues and how it should be used. There is a, a way that it can be exercised in the local church and also in your personal life as well. And so, I want to primarily uh, talk about the use of praying in the Holy Spirit uh, for your own personal uh, benefit and your own personal edification. 
So we're going to look uh, right now in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, and we'll begin with verse 13. And in verse 13, he says, Wherefore, let him that speaketh in an unknown tongue pray that he may interpret. So when you speak in an unknown tongue, it would be appropriate to pray or ask God uh, to give you the interpretation. Not meaning that every time you pray in the Holy Spirit and everything you say in the Spirit, praying in other tongues, you're going to interpret. No, you won't interpret everything, but you could. By the Holy Spirit's inspiration, you could uh, have an interpretation for some of what the Holy Spirit is saying through you. So he said that we actually should pray uh, that we interpret for our own personal benefit, and then we could have an interpretation in a congregational setting as well. But he says that you pray that you may interpret. Verse 14, for if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth, but my understanding is unfruitful. For if I pray in an unknown tongue. Now, uh, Acts 2 said other tongues, which means other than their own, unknown tongues. So he says, if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prays. But then my understanding or my mind is not fruitful or productive. So when you're praying in another tongue, by the Holy Spirit, remember in Acts 2 and verse 4, it says, they spake in other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. When you're speaking, I mean, this is totally supernatural, but if you've been doing it a while, you know, it becomes so uh, normal to you or natural to you, but it's supernatural. And you're doing something supernatural every time you pray in the Holy Spirit. And it says your spirit is doing the praying. Well, that's really the, the theme of the New Testament, the epistles, the letters written to the church, is getting you spirit conscious, walking in the spirit. That's really the key to Christianity in all facets, is getting in the spirit or walking in the spirit and functioning from and out of your spirit, your inner man. So then, he says here, when you're praying in other tongues, it is your spirit doing the praying. So your spirit is actually activated. Your inner man. So there's more than just a body. I'm glad there's more than just a body. If, If that was just the end of you was your body, when you died, that'd be the end of you. But no, God says there is another part of you. There's a spirit part, there's a soul, the mind, the will, and the emotion, and then there is a body. Three, three parts, according to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. I pray God your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So your spirit man needs to be engaged just like your mind has to be engaged. If you're going to go to school or you're going to go to work, you obviously have to engage your mind, don't you? But in, in life, there is another part of you. And that is your spirit, your inner man. And so Paul said here that when you're praying in other tongues, it is your spirit that is doing the praying. So it's kind of like this. You can do like a head bypass in your prayer. In other words, the Holy Spirit helps you to pray things, according to Romans 8, that you don't know how to pray for as you ought. The Holy Spirit helps you to pray. And so here, he says, it's your spirit doing the praying. Amplified Bible says, my spirit, by the Holy Spirit within me, prays. 
which goes along with Acts chapter 2. They all spoke with other tongues as, now remember we said from in our last week lesson that they had to do the speaking, right? They had to do it initially and they have to do it continuously. In other words, God doesn't make you pray in Holy Spirit. It's something you choose to do. It's something you can do at will at any time you choose. All right, so my spirit, by the Holy Spirit within me, Amplified says, prays. So your spirit is doing the praying, but the Holy Spirit is giving you the utterance. So you're not independent from Holy Spirit. You're, you're constantly relying upon Holy Spirit. So as another yieldedness to the Holy Spirit, when you're praying in other tongues, you're praying supernaturally, and at every point that you pray in other tongues, you are yielding to Holy Spirit, which is a major accomplishment, to yield to the Holy Spirit. Amen. And so uh, the Holy Spirit is a genius. So the Holy Spirit could do something in your prayer life that could bump you up a long way up the ladder, hallelujah, uh, in the realm of the Spirit to accomplish things in prayer because the Holy Spirit is a helper and He helps you to pray things you don't know what to pray for as you are. Even though your mind is unfruitful, your spirit is doing the praying. Now remember, next verse, he says, What is it then? I will pray with the Spirit. Everybody say, I will. will. All right, you just made that confession. I believe that you will actually do what I just said. I will pray with the Spirit. In other words, you can do that at will. Now, he says, I will pray with the understanding also. Well, obviously, you can pray with the understanding. He says, and I will sing with the Spirit. Sing with the Spirit. Boy, that, that, it's amazing just singing with the Spirit what it can do for you. You can be riding down the road praying in the Holy Spirit and singing in the Holy Spirit. And man, your spirit gets all charged up, pumped up, and you feel like you're floating. You know, people, you know, in, in our, uh, you know, people always, uh, you know, in my generation, of course, as a kid, you know, people, they wanted to do drugs to get high, you know, and, and, uh, of course, it kills people. But in our generation, of course, now we've legalized marijuana here in Nevada and all over the place, and people are out there smoking. And um, so, you know, people are want to high. But if you smoke on this stuff I'm talking about, you'll, you'll have the most high. <laughs> he is the most high. Hallelujah. If you get filled with the Holy Spirit, you can stay up. Hallelujah. You know, people take downers to bring themselves down. They take uppers to get them up, and, you know, they can't sleep, so they take something to go to sleep, and they get in the morning, the morning can't, can't function. They got to have something to function. Listen, if you get on this stuff I'm talking about, it'll kick some of the other stuff, whether it's, whether it's prescribed or, you know, legal or illegal. Whatever you're talking about. I'm telling you something that will help you. Spirit, soul, and body. Praise God. So the Holy Spirit is the most high. Amen. Praying in the Holy Ghost is the most high. 
If people realize how powerful it was, that's why we need to teach it. If you realize how powerful it is to pray in the Holy Ghost, you would do it more often. All right, so he said in, in this verse, he said, I will pray with the Spirit. I will pray with the understanding also. I will sing with the Spirit. I'll sing with the understanding also. Now, that could be from the sense of you have the will and you can do it, but also the Holy Spirit could give you an interpretation. Are you with me? The Holy Spirit can give you an, an, an inter- interpretation of what you are saying. And so always be open to the Holy Spirit because he can help you to interpret. And then that edifies you more. You're already being edified. All right, so then he says in verse 16, Else when thou shalt bless with the Spirit, how shall he that occupieth the room of the unlearned? So he's talking about, so if you're in a room of other people, unlearned people, they don't know about spiritual things. If you interpret, if you're praying in the understanding also, then they get benefit as well, don't they? So elsewhere, how shall those that uh, occupy the room uh, of the unlearned say amen at thy giving of thanks, seeing uh, he understands not what you're saying, what thou sayest? So another person, they don't understand. I mean, most people don't speak, you know, like a hundred languages. If you know somebody that does, I, I'm pretty impressed. But uh, I don't know anybody that speaks 100 languages. Well, people could be speaking in tongues, and they could be speaking a lot of different languages. We saw that in the, in the book of Acts chapter 2, and there were people from all, all, the, all over the world, and they heard them speak in other tongues, in their own tongue, wherein they were born. But he said, and they said, are not all these Galileans. They can't, they can't speak the language that I know. I know that they can't. But what's going on? It's a supernatural sign to an unbeliever. The scripture says that. So then, it was a supernatural sign. Well, in this case, he says that other people, uh, it would be able to benefit because they, if you give the interpretation of what you're saying. Are you with me? So he says, for verily thou givest thanks well, but the other is, what? Not edified. You're do- so what did he say? He just said that if you're praying in other tongues, you're giving thanks well. Now, how many want to be thankful to God? So when you're praying in other tongues and praising God and singing in other tongues, you're giving thanks well. Have you ever wanted to thank God, but you didn't really know exactly what else to say? Well, then you just clip, uh, click over into other tongues and you'll do well. Hallelujah. Just, you want to say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. But how many, things you, how many times are you going to say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Well, it's, it's good. It's good, right? But at a certain point, the Holy Spirit will help you bump over into, the, into other tongues. And you are giving thanks to God. You're praising God. Remember, it says that they heard them speak in their own language, and they heard them speak the wonderful works of God. In other words, they were magnifying and glorifying God, but they were doing it in other tongues, and they didn't understand what they were saying, but they heard them speak in their language what they were saying. So you're giving thanks well when you pray in the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah to Jesus. Verse 18, I thank my God, I speak with tongues more than you all. 
Here's the Apostle Paul. He said, I thank God I speak in tongues more than all of you. So he believed in speaking in other tongues. He's admonishing them to pray in the Holy Spirit and just using different terminology. Speak with an unknown tongue. Prayer with the Spirit. Just another terminology is synonymous. So when you're praying in the Spirit, you are also speaking in an unknown tongue or speaking in other tongues. Again, all meaning the same thing. So then... You are admonished by the Apostle Paul. He said, I thank God I speak with tongues more than all of you. And so he's just saying, hey, let's bump it up. Let's, get, let's maintain praying in the Holy Spirit. Now let's go back to the first part of the chapter here. Same chapter and verse 2. It says, for he that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not unto men... But unto God, for no man understands him. Well, obviously, no man. Generally, that's the way it is. Here and there, like over the years, you know, a number of times Mary Angela would come to me and say, I heard you say this in other tongues. And this is what you said. Well, that didn't, you know, since Mary Angela moved to Pahrump, None of you have come up and said that. <laughs> you're doing good for e- with English, right? You're, wow, you're, you're working on the English language. Praise the Lord. So, so she was able to do that because she understood. But generally, no man understands you. Are you, are you with me? So it actually was not generally meant for them. When they were speaking, they heard them. They heard them speak the wonderful works of God. So they were praising God. They weren't talking to them. They were talking to God. So he says, when you're speaking an unknown tongue, no man understands him. Howbeit, in the Spirit, he's speaking mysteries. Because when you're praying in the Holy Spirit, it is your Spirit doing the praying. So in the Spirit, you're speaking mysteries and uh, Moffat's translation says divine secret. So there are secrets. Wow. Scripture says the secret things belong to the Lord. <laughs> but what he reveals, of course, is for us. And so then God wants you to be able to talk secrets. Now, this morning... I'm sure husband said, I love you, honey. (laughs) You said that at the house, right? (laughs) Wife said, I love you, right? You're expressing your affection for one another. What are you doing? You're talking to them at the house, or you're communicating. You can certainly say it outdoors or whatever. But you understand, there are certain things that you communicate with your spouse or somebody you love or you're close to that you're intimate with. What? That's, that's between you and them for the most part. So then you have secrets between you and you don't tell even your children sometimes. Right? Well, they don't tell you everything, so you don't have to tell them everything. <laughs> 
All right, so God wants to have some intimacy with you. So he says, you are communicating secrets with God. Sometimes, by interpretation, you're able to see what you're saying. Or by revelation, even, you can see or know what you're, at least some of or the gist of what you're saying. Are you with me? Now, you don't have to be squirrely with this. You know? I mean, you can have sanity and be spiritual. Some people, they say, well, they're so spiritual, they're no earthly good. In other words, they're not really spiritual. They're just in the flesh. It's not spiritual to be no earthly good. That's not spiritual. Because if you're spiritual, you're going to affect people's lives in the earth. So when we talk about these spiritual things, they're not weird. There's someone who is unlearned to them, like, what's going on? Yeah, but then you can explain. That's what Peter did in Acts chapter 2. He didn't just leave them at a loss. He just then shared with them from the word of God, this is that, which the prophet Joel prophesied, and then he preached the gospel. I mean, if it's a supernatural sign, even to an unbeliever, so if they heard you pray in other tongues, then if they ask you, what are you doing? You say, well, I'm talking to God. Tell them what the Bible says. You have a relationship with God. And so, I'm talking secrets with God. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. That you can talk secrets with God that even your mind doesn't fully understand, but your spirit is talking to God. You are connecting with God in ways beyond your reasoning. Because sometimes your mind messes up your prayer. In other words, you're trying to figure it all out. The Holy Spirit says, just shut that down for a minute. Praise God. I know you're smart, but the Holy Spirit is a genius. And if you listen to him, he'll make you look smart. All right, so Holy Spirit can help you. Holy Spirit can help you to talk to God and divine secrets with the Father. And when you're doing that, then he goes on and he says in verse 3, But he that prophesies speaketh unto men unto edification, exhortation, or, and comfort. So when you're prophesying, these three things are happening, or at least one of them. He says, when you're prophesying, which is actually divine utterance or inspired utterance in a known language. That's what prophecy is. It's inspired by the Spirit of God in a known language that you're communicating in your known language. And the person that is hearing you is being exhorted. They're uh, being edified or they're being comforted. And the Holy Spirit is amazing in that way to do that, to help people. And he could use you, and you don't even have to say, thus saith the Lord. I mean, seriously, you could just be talking, and the spirit of prophecy could come on you, and the Holy Spirit would give them an encouraging word, you know? And, and you don't even have to say, oh, stop, the Lord is saying this. Because sometimes people don't get that, but if you just encourage them, the Holy Spirit is on you and the utterance is flowing out of you to bring a divine revelation or a comfort to their life. Amen. So prophecy, general gift of prophecy is for exhortation. It is for edification. It's for comfort. All right, let's go on. That's not my primary subject. He says that he that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifies himself. Why? Because people don't understand what you're saying. 
When you're speaking in an unknown tongue, what is the purpose? It is for personal edification. When you're praying in the Holy Spirit or in other tongues, it's personal edification. Now, what do we mean by edification? Well, love edifies. What does edify mean? It means to build up. Love would then encourage somebody, wouldn't it? You know what? Love never demeans. You know, of course, you know, we have fun kidding or joking, but not at someone else's expense. Not to hurt them or damage them. You know, some people do that. But that's not the intent if you're walking in love. Your, your purpose is to have fun and enjoy life. And, you know, if you can't laugh, man, you're going to have a bad day. Right? <laughs> you're going to have a bad week. And so sometimes, you know, like Pastor Mark on Thursday night, he started cutting jokes and making jokes, and it was hilarious. Now, some people, they're like, we're all laughing. Some people are like, are we in church? Yeah. You don't have to go downtown and spend $150 for somebody to make some, some rude jokes. Right? And then you don't even half laugh. You can just go to church and have fun. Praise God. So we had fun laughing, but then the Holy Spirit came in here, and the unction of the Spirit came on him, and the anointing just fell in the place. So Holy Spirit sometimes wants you to laugh. Hallelujah. But listen, when it comes to edification, we're talking about your spirit, your inner man being edified. Now, our soul was being refreshed because we were laughing, and then at him just cutting up, cutting jokes. We were, we were, our souls were refreshed. Mine was. I just laughed, had a good time. Mary Hart does good like medicine. All right, but then it switched to another realm. Holy Spirit started flowing out of him. He was preaching and, and speaking by the Spirit of God. And so something was coming from a different realm. So in your spirit, there is a, a, a realm that you're connected with, a God realm, if you will. The kingdom of God, the spiritual dimension. And when you're praying in the Holy Ghost, heaven can open up in your life. Thank you, Jesus. Heaven can open up. And so, he says, when you're praying in the Holy Spirit, you are edifying yourself. He that prophesies edifies the church. Then he says, I would that you all spake with tongues. Look at your neighbor and say, he must be talking to you. Because he said, I would to God that I would that you all spake with tongues, but rather that you prophesied, for greater is he that prophesies than he that speaketh with tongues, except he interpret that the church may receive edifying. When he talks about in the church, he said, I'd rather you uh, prophesy. Why? Because that can edify the church. But if you're speaking in tongues and interpret, it's like, you know, uh, you know if you have two nickels, Tongues and interpretation, that would make a dime, wouldn't it? Now, I'm sure you can figure that out, right? We're all that, that, on that level, right? All right, so two nickels would make a dime. Well, prophecy would be like a dime. Tongues and interpretation would be like two nickels, and it's both a dime. 
It's both worth 10 cents, right? So the Holy Spirit, listen, the Holy Spirit could give you the interpretation that would actually be equal to prophecy. So in this case, again, he says, when you're speaking in an unknown tongue, you edify. Everybody say edify. So edify means to build up, to charge. And I use the illustration like a cell phone. You know, you can uh, charge your battery every day. Or you can just wait till it gets in the red. But once it gets in the red, it won't be long. It's going to be dead. How many have figured that out? If it gets in the red, it won't be long. It'll be dead. So now you can't. It's totally use, useless. It was very useful before. I mean, you can do all kinds of things with a cell phone today. You got like a little computer in your hand that did, you know, does what a whole room, big room full of computers used to do. And they couldn't even come close to what you have in your hand. Amazing technology today. Well, it's of absolutely no value unless it's charged. Well, your spirit relationship with God, unless your spirit is charged, you become sometimes pretty useless for God. Because you're... You're just kind of just as natural as people in the world are. You just live your life as natural as they do. You're just as rude as they are. I didn't say you. I'm just talking to people that are not here this morning. That was for other people, not for you, of course. All right. You could be just as rude as, as an unbeliever, as a heathen person. You could be just as mean, right, if you're in the flesh. But I'll tell you, if you get in the Spirit, the Holy Spirit say, and your Spirit say, you shouldn't talk like that or, or hold your tongue right now or be kind. Don't render evil for evil, right? Railing for railing. So you could control your flesh, control your attitude or your emotions. Thank you, Jesus. Now touch your neighbor say he might be talking to you. All right, so. So, but if your inner man, your spirit man is charged, everybody say charged. charged. Now, it's my practice every night now. Sometimes you use it during the day. You got to charge your phone again. Maybe you have these extra chargers you have along with you. Keep it charged. All right, so, but sometimes I, it's a habit. Every night I plug it in. And so that, for, that way, next morning, Actually, my cell phone is my alarm, so it's a little, it's not very loud, but it's enough to wake me up. Other people, they need, bang, 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 bang. you know, they need a, <laughs> they need our drummer to come to their house and hit the cymbals 25 times, but, you know, that's my, that's my alarm. So I get up based on that cell phone. Well, I would like for it to be charged. Because <laughs> you don't want it like Pastor Mac just told us about this husband and wife that were arguing. They had disagreements and they were giving each other the silent treatment. And so he wasn't talking, she wasn't talking. He had an important meeting the next morning. 
So he needed to wake up at 5 o'clock, had a flight to catch. So he just said, he wrote a note, because they weren't talking. They were. So he wrote a note, and he said, I have an important meeting tomorrow. I have a flight to catch. I need to wake up at 5 o'clock. Wake me up, please. So, next morning, he woke up about 7 o'clock. And he said, I wrote you a note. I told you to wake me up at 5 o'clock. And she pointed over to the nightstand. She had a little note. Wake up. You have an important meeting. You have a flight to catch. (laughs) Doesn't work so well, does it? So your cell phone charged up. You better get yourself up. (laughs) Come on. So in this case... In your life, you need your spirit man, your inner man, charged, to stay charged. Plug it in every day. Hallelujah. And that's how you do it. You pray in the Holy Spirit. You could do that in your commute to work. You could do that in traffic. You could pray in the Holy Ghost instead of cuss. I know y'all don't do that. I'm just tempted. All right, so. So the Holy Spirit can keep your inner man strong and strengthened. Hallelujah. The Spirit of God strengthens your inner man when you're praying in the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Look at your neighbor and say, smile. You look better when you do. Praise the Lord. Let's go to Jude. We're going to go to Jude. Jude is like the first or the book right before Revelation. And Jude is one chapter. Jude says this in verse... Uh, 20. It says, But you, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. But you, beloved, building up yourselves. Well, it sounds like it's something you got to do. He that speaks in an unknown tongue does what? He edifies himself. So then, if you're praying in the Holy Spirit, then you're just activating. Your own charge, so to speak. You're you're activating your own spirit. Because when you're praying in the Holy Spirit, your spirit is doing the praying. The Holy Spirit is helping your spirit to uh, pray or giving you the utterance. But when you're praying in the Holy Ghost, man, I'll tell you, it charges your inward part. It charges your heart. Charges you up on the inside. Thank you, Jesus. So if you haven't practiced this in your life, I would urge you to start. If you have practiced it, then do it like Paul. He said, I speak with tongues more than all of you. In other words, bump it up. And we all could bump it up. Are you with me? And pray in the Holy Spirit 
And prayer in the Holy Spirit, again, was what? The initial sign of being filled with the Holy Spirit, but it's also a continuous flow. So in other words, when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you need to build up yourselves on your most holy faith, doing what? Praying in the Holy Ghost. Then he says, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. So in other words, while you're praying in the Holy Spirit, you're keeping yourself in the love of God. Where your mind wants to react. Everybody look straight ahead and nobody will know it's you. All right, so your mind, your emotions, you want to react to a certain situation. And your flesh, it wants to react. But your spirit says, just keep it cool. Now, when you speak, speak with authority or speak clearly, depending on who you're talking to. Right? But speak wisely. And you know, it'll save you a lot of headache in your life. So Holy Spirit, listen, keeps you in the love of God. And love always wins. Love always wins. So build up yourselves. Take the initiative. Plug it in, so to speak. Plug in your spirit to God. And when you start praying in the Holy Ghost, you just get, I got connected. You know, some people, they got a loose connection. Some people are totally unplugged. But I'm just telling you, anybody can do this. Anybody can plug into God every day of your life and make this an ongoing relationship with the Father God where you're praying in the Holy Spirit on a continuous basis. And when you do, you're strengthening your inner man. It's one way Paul prayed that we would be strengthened with mighty power by the Holy Spirit in our inner man. One way that your inner man is strengthened or charged is by praying in the Holy Spirit. And then in Ephesians chapter 5, you don't have to turn there for the sake of time. It says, Basically, be filled with the Spirit. Be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. You know, people are looking for, I've got to relax. Well, let me show you how. I, I need this to be able to relax. Well, people need drugs to be able to relax. People need alcohol to be able to relax. They need all kinds of stuff in this world to satisfy, the, gratify their flesh. But after that's over... You're going to have to deal with life. But so Holy Spirit wants you to get stimulated. Actually, one translation said, uh, be stimulated. Stimulated by the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit will stimulate your spirit so that, man, tomorrow all is well. And right now, all is well. In other words, you can enter into rest by praying in other tongues. I mean, you can rest at night. Thank you, Jesus. You can rest in your life and throughout your day, even though you work hard. I believe in hard work because it, it, you know, it pays off. And we're taught to work and be diligent in our business. And, and yet, at the same time, you can have some rest. So when you sense yourself getting outside of rest, listen, pray in the Holy Ghost. The scripture actually says it this way. Speak to yourself and to God. In other words, you can be around other people and you can pray in the Holy Spirit. And you can speak to yourself and to God and talk to the, to the Father right in the middle of a situation. You're praying in the Holy Ghost. 
while people are exploding all, all around you, in other words, emotionally and mentally, and uh, praise God, right in the middle of that, you can talk to the Father. It is well with my soul. Hallelujah. Praying in the Holy Ghost keeps your spirit dominant, keeps your inner man the strong one, keeps your spirit uh, dominant so that you don't let your flesh and this world control you and everything that's happening around you control you. You let something from the inside, the Holy Spirit, the master of peace, the master of wisdom and insight, the Holy Spirit is a genius and he'll make you look smart if you listen to it. Praise God. So while others are all wringing their hands and all upset, you're standing there right in the middle of it, and you don't even fret. You just say, God, you're my source. You're my wisdom. You're my insight. I may not know everything about what to do right now, but I believe, Holy Spirit, you're working on the inside of me and giving me wisdom and insight so that I make the right choice, right decision. And so right now, I'm not going to be, uh, be controlled by my flesh or controlled by the world around me. I'm going to let the Holy Spirit give me the insight necessary. I'm going to yield my spirit to the Holy Spirit and let him strengthen me and be resolved to do the will of God.